Welcome to the Just Add Salt podcast. For our newer listeners, this podcast is all about salt therapy, also known as halo therapy, and the latest trends in the wellness industry. Whether you're an owner of a spa, fitness center, massage business, or any wellness-oriented business, or you're just someone interested in the latest developments within the wellness community, this podcast is for you. Hello again. My name is Alan Spiro, and I'll be your host. I'm excited to bring you the latest trends within the halo therapy industry, and we have a great lineup of professionals to help us dig into this ever-expanding world of this segment of holistic medicine and wellness. We've got another great guest for you today. Now, her introduction is a little longer than usual because of her vast experience in the halo therapy world, so bear with me. Erin Lee has over 25 years' experience in the construction industry and for the past 13 years, exclusively designing, project managing, and constructing a wide variety of exclusive high-end commercial and residential heat experience rooms, such as saunas, steam rooms, ice caverns, etc., now focusing primarily on halo therapy rooms. Erin also owns her own halo therapy facility in the UK and enjoys getting her local community salty. Now, salty in the UK, I think, may be a little bit different than what we say here in the US, but uh, so be it. As founder of the UK Halo Therapy Network and executive director of the prestigious World Halo Therapy Association, Erin is extremely passionate about raising the awareness of and helping to further educate others on the benefits of halo therapy. Welcome, Erin Lee. Thanks, Ellen. It's great to be here with you. Great. Well, wow, Erin, it sounds like you've got quite an extensive background in halo therapy. So why do you like halo therapy so much? Well, that's a bit of a, a long story, but I'll keep it brief for you. Um, so for the past 13 or so years, I have been working in the wellness industry. But before that, I was actually building luxury homes. And in these luxury homes, I was installing things like saunas and steam rooms into them. And that was a, a big job, actually. Uh, but I was quite intrigued by it. And the time came when it was time to have a family. And I thought, well, I can't be managing all these big construction projects. I need to step back a little bit. So I got in touch with the company at the time um, who I was using these saunas and steam rooms with and uh, said to them, you know, you always used to ask me if I knew any good project managers. And I asked them, are you still looking for one? And they said, yes. Do you know someone? And I said, I might do. How about me? <laughs> and uh, so that's how it started. I got into the wellness industry uh, and started designing and installing saunas and steam rooms. So I've been working in uh, luxury homes as well as in commercial projects, uh, designing big spas, including things like razzles, hammams, saunas and steam rooms. Um, and then I was asked to actually design a few salt rooms. And whilst I knew what a salt a sauna does and how you feel in a steam room, I didn't really understand what a salt room did or how you felt. Right. So I thought, you know, my inner civil engineer came out of me and said, right, you're going to have to set one up and try it out yourself. So that's exactly what I did. I set up a uh, test room at the place I was working and started using the salt room and having suffered from eczema since uh, being a small child and also suffering from asthma and then also recurrent lung infections since moving to the UK um, I thought well I've got nothing to lose so I started using this and I was using it about three times a week after about three weeks I actually 
noticed that I hadn't reached for my inhalers. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I looked down at my hands and I noticed that my eczema didn't seem so bad. I was like, oh, now this is good. Right, I'm going to keep using this. It must be, you know, the cell. I hadn't changed anything else. So I carried on using halotherapy. And two years later, I decided that it had made such an impact on my life that I wanted to have one at home. And this kind of coincided with the pandemic as well. So it was a great idea, actually, to put a salt room at home. And uh, the whole family got to benefit from it all during lockdown, etc. And, you know, I stopped using my steroid creams. I stopped using my inhalers. And over that time, touch wood, I didn't actually get COVID. And I also didn't suffer from any lung infections. So I then thought, well, this is almost too good not to share, really. So I opened up my salt room to my local community and now get to see people coming into my salt room and leaving feeling so much better. And, you know, that's something that you know is very, very special for me, being able to help people. And I guess that's really what's driven my passion in halotherapy, um, being able to help make a difference. That's great. What a great testimonial for uh, salt therapy. And I'm glad it it helped all your, you had the triple thread of uh, issues. So I'm glad it <laughs> helped all three. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, you spoke a lot about your own personal use uh, from an industry perspective. Why do you think halo therapy is growing so fast? Well, I mean, you, you've got to look back at the pandemic to an extent. I think that that has really kicked things off. Um, really are looking for those complementary therapies a more holistic route to finding health and wellness and definitely erring more towards the preventative health rather than waiting to get sick and then fix yourself so Erin I know you have an engineering degree so without getting too technical on us as a heat experience designer could you explain the difference between the different types of salt rooms such as dry and wet and passive and active yeah absolutely now this is you know, something I get asked quite a lot because a lot of people actually think that maybe even just having salt on the walls, like um, Himalayan salt bricks on the walls or salt on the floor creates a halotherapy room. And that's not true. I mean, it does look beautiful, but it doesn't actually provide much of any kind of benefit at all. So where you have just salt bricks on the wall and maybe some salt on the floor, but no halo generator, that is called a passive room. Um, there's no machine there creating that salty environment. So therefore, the opposite of that is an active salt room. And that is where you have a piece of mechanical equipment creating this salty air. Then there's a difference between dry and wet also. So a wet salt room uh, would be one which could be a steam room. And you might inject like a brine solution that nebulizes and gets sprayed into the room. And you, you would typically see this with a room that has maybe tiles on the wall and on the floor. And there would be an element of steam in there as well. For a dry um, salt room, and it has to be dry in order to be called halotherapy, that means that there is no moisture in that room. Um, humidity is kept uh, as low as possible, really. And it uses a halo generator, which is the grinding up of pharmaceutical grade salt, which disperses it into the air of that room. And that allows the salt to land on the skin and to be inhaled into the respiratory system. So halo, uh, so a 
uh, salt therapy specifically, a room or a, a cabin would be active dry therapy, right? You've got exactly. the active of the halo generator, but you've got the dry salt crystals. Correct. Yes. Great. Well, thank you for that technical explanation. Even I understood it. So that's great. <laughs> you really dumbed it down for me. Thank you. Um, so from a business perspective, if someone is looking to add halo therapy to their spa or business, what are the main considerations they need to take into account since you've been developing and creating and designing these kind of things for a while? Yeah, and you know, um, a lot of heat experiences can be actually quite technical, um, certainly when you deal with wet rooms such as steam rooms. When it comes to uh, dry salt rooms or halotherapy rooms, uh, they do get a little bit more simple. But one thing you really need to ensure that you take consideration of is the ventilation system. Um, that is definitely a way that you can throw salt back into places that you don't want to be throwing it back into so the ventilation system works and with designing any kind of what i would call custom or bespoke room best to get the experts in to help you navigate through the ventilation any type of heating the walls as far as putting salt bricks on the walls the weight that those salt bricks might have on the floor all those kind of things um but then, you know, Halo Therapy Solutions have come up with a number of different cabins, which are fantastic for spas and businesses. It makes it a whole different ball game as far as you've got now you've got a plug and play system. You've got an independent system that doesn't affect your ventilation. So these things can just plug into the wall and away you go. And that is a real game changer for a lot of spas. Uh, especially ones that might have um, an underutilized corner, maybe a treatment room that you just want to pop something into. Or if you're leasing a building and you don't want to make those actual structural fabric changes to the building, you can put one of these cabins in. Um, mm. And so I'm seeing that as being one of the ways forward that a lot of places are moving That's a it's a much lower investment, but much quicker, higher return because of you know, the less work that you have to do to put them in there. Right. The capital investment up front is much lower. Yeah, that's exactly. Great. Okay. So now you've got it in the spa has it in the room um, somewhere in their business. Once it's operating, how easy it is to take care of a halo therapy room or cabin, you know, from a maintenance, from an operation cost perspective. Yeah, I mean, this is why I love salt rooms and halo therapy rooms. They are super easy, low maintenance. The The cost of salt works out at less than 10 cents a session. So you've got a small amount of salt going into that room. And then I basically just dust down at the end of the day, hoover it up, pretty much job done. You know, touch a few of the um, touch points, clean them off with a um, disinfectant. But beyond that, I just don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, I fill it up with the salt and maybe clean it out once a month and it's you know, takes a few minutes. It's super, super easy. And that's very similar to just a standard uh, infrared sauna or a sauna where if you did happen to get any kind of markings on the timber, you can just take a damp cloth to that, just give it a light wipe. Or if there's any, you know, deeper marks, then you can just use a bit of light sandpaper. But beyond that, you know, salt is antibacterial. So they're actually almost like self-cleaning rooms in their own right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's not a lot to it. 
um, the electricity cost is low. And so when you compare that to running a sauna or a steam room, which is using, you know, maybe 9, 12, 15 kilowatts or more of electric, and, and you're talking about just running a halo generator, you can run these things for less than $3 an hour. Um, so this is, you know, amazing for, um, you know, um, sorry, not $3 an hour, $3 a day. <laughs> um, $3 a day, that's even better. So, you know, from a cost perspective for running them, it's great. And not to mention it is a touchless therapy. So you've got no extra staffing costs on top of that either. Um, it, it really couldn't be much easier. Okay, calm down. You're getting way too excited about <laughs> halo therapy, Aaron. We appreciate that. Uh, I was going to mention the touchless part because uh, we have talked about that in the past in previous podcasts, which is great because not only is the operation itself touchless, but then minimal cleaning and maintenance after the fact. So you're not you're not uh, hiring any additional staff, or at least you don't have to hire any additional staff to maintain this. Exactly that. And, you know, what we're seeing more of as well is people wanting to get more bang for their buck. You know, they want more out of a session, but in less time too. So this is again where um, halotherapy comes into its own because you can do other things in there. So maybe you have got one of these larger rooms. You could be doing yoga or Pilates in there. You could be having a meditation session, could be a sound bath. And then you've got the other, you know, the prefabricated cabins like the Halo IR, which gives you infrared at the same time as Halo Therapy. You've got the Vitality booth, which has got red light and Halo Therapy. I mean, these are fantastic combinations um, that you can't get anywhere else. So, you know, by being able to do these at the same time, you really are saving time. Yep, that's great. So we talked a little bit about the cost of the electricity. So I, I understand that every business is different, but from an ROI perspective, can you share with us some of the experiences you having worked with a number of halo therapy uh, facilities that you've run into? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, let's just take um, an example where I was working with a client. Um, he created a recovery center. So he's got lots of different modalities in there got um cryotherapy he's got um he's got separate infrared he's got separate red lights um but they've also got a, a halo ir actually and they run this um in two different ways they have um people that just want to come in and book sessions or and they also offer memberships but purely on the per sessions i know that they're kind of doing around 30 minute sessions um and charging about the $50, $55 a session, I'd say they're getting about seven or eight sessions in a day easy, which means that, you know, their annual revenue is looking somewhere around $90,000. Their payback time was less than two months. I mean, they were absolutely over the moon with it because they did already have a reasonable client base already. So they, they hit the ground running. Um, right. They didn't have to build that to start with. Um, but once people started trying it, they were wanting to come back for more, you know. Um, and this is a wonderful thing from a business perspective is that halo therapy is one of those things that um, you need to kind of commit to in a way. I kind of liken it to maybe going on a diet or, you know, getting fit. You really want to do it a couple of times a week, um, you know, 
on an ongoing basis to reap right. the the benefits from it. So from business point of view, having them coming back two or three times a week is great. They're coming into your facility, they're going to be doing the the halotherapy, and then you can start you know adding on these extras and making more money. So you know. In less than two to three months, I'm seeing people, you know, getting their money back on their investment with regards to the halotherapy room or cabin, um, which I think is is pretty phenomenal, really. I don't know many treatment rooms that could uh, uh, offer up those same numbers. Right. And it's, you basically said the same thing as our previous guest, Sid, did, which and you kind of glossed over it a little bit, but uh, he just added halotherapy to an existing uh, multi-function uh, holistic uh, office that he has, facility that he has. He's got cryo, he's got massage, mm. he's got, um, I think he has uh, IV uh, treatments. So again, no upfront additional costs in terms of capital, in terms of building out a building, and very little ongoing expenses, which is why, like you just said, why the ROI is usually so much better mm -hmm. because you're not you're not having all of these upfront or ongoing costs. Exactly, and you know I've worked with a few um, beauty salons and um, chiropractors as well, and you know they've got a, maybe an empty treatment room or a corner space, and so they'll put in uh, one of these cabins. And they don't, you know, you don't have to have any specific training for um, providing halotherapy. It's obviously the touchless, so you've got no extra staff. And, you know, their clients are absolutely loving it because it's just another and another addition to their services as well. So they're, they're not only offering their existing clients, um, you know, a new modality, uh, an option, but they're bringing in a much broader range of people as well into their business, ones that they wouldn't have even reached before. Right. And I was actually in a, a spa the other day, and so many of the people come in there in this stressful world that we live in just to de-stress for 15, mm -hmm. 20 minutes, a half hour, whatever it is in the cabins or for an hour in the in the salt caves, uh, the salt rooms. It's, uh, you know, if you're going to get your hair cut, like you said, in a beauty salon and you just want 20 minutes to yourself and with listening to meditation music and just vegging out in there. That's what a lot of people are using it for. They don't have to have skin conditions. They don't have to have lung conditions. It's just just another way to de-stress from this crazy world of ours. Absolutely. And what I also love about it is that, you know, it's 100% natural, it's drug-free, it's suitable for all ages, which means the whole family can enjoy it. And this is something that children should really be encouraged to do. It's It's an absolute wonderful therapy for children. Let's not, you know, turn to the pharmaceuticals straight away. Let's get them onto these more natural, holistic therapies and see if we can't help them that way first. But it's also a fun way to to spend half an hour with your children. Yep, that's absolutely true. So this has all been great information. Lastly, do you want to give a plug for the World Halo Therapy Association and where people can go for more information? I know you're heavily involved in it. Of course, yes. Thank you very much for that offer. Um, well, as you mentioned, um, that. The World Halo Therapy Association is really here to help support, educate and inspire people in the business of halotherapy. Uh, we've got a really good presence. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram where we try to you know, share lots of information and help. But we also have an Etsy store where we've got some pre-prepared social media packs. So if you're struggling with um, coming up for ideas or just want to save yourself time, you can jump on there. Or head over to our website, which is www.worldhalotherapy.com, 
and we have a Halopreneur program. So you can join that and become a seasoned professional like all of us. Um, And that's a one-off cost and it's got so much information in there. It will help you and your clients. Um, So yeah, check us out or drop me a line. Well, thanks very much, Erin. I can't thank you enough for all of the time you've given us today. Very educational. I hope our listeners appreciate it. Uh, Again, thanks so much for all of your time. You're very welcome, Alan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Stay salty, everyone. So listeners, I I hope you enjoyed this episode of Just Add Salt, and I thank you for joining us again. For more information about halo therapy and all the respiratory stress and skin conditions it can help with, please visit halotherapysolutions.com. And if you have any questions about the podcast or would like to offer some suggestions as to what to feature you'd like or what features you'd like us to discuss or people you'd like to hear from in future podcasts, just drop us an email at info at halotherapysolutions.com. That's info at halotherapysolutions.com. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, I hope your days are filled with health, wellness, and prosperity. And remember, just add salt. <laughs>